The Cubs are in on Otani. We talk about it all next. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is presented by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. The USA Today's Bob Nightingale reported Tuesday night that the Cubs, quote, may be the most aggressive team for Shohei Otani services, close quote, this offseason. Nightingale did list the Dodgers as the favorites. Otani, of course, as we know, is a superstar who hits and pitches at an elite level. Nice to know that not only the Cubs have interest, but are going to be aggressive. Sam, what do you think about this so far? Well, I think you got to take all the reports with a grain of salt, but I would expect the Cubs to be uh, active in the Otani market. I said before, uh, I said at the end of yesterday's show, right? There's, there, there's four guys that I think the Cubs have on their big board, and they have to at least get one of them. That's show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're listening on audio, excuse me a moment. Matthew is just sipped on a, a regular Coke. Don't taunt me like that. I used to have an addiction to Coca-Cola. Um, you know that. You know I that knew well. I'd get you with that one. Yeah, wow. Just you know, easy on the caffeine. It's nighttime. Um, Otani. Yamamoto, Soto Alonso, we talked about it. I think it's important to note, Matt, that it's very unlikely that Shohei Otani pitches a significant amount of time in 2024, if at all, with his right. injury. And, and that's that's a part of it when you're trying to win now. Um, now, I'm not saying not to sign him. Uh, that would still be one of the greatest moments maybe um, you know, in, in the history of this franchise. To well, I would like have to – I'm trying to plan with my admin at school. If they sign Otani during between eight and three, I'm gone. Yeah, right. No. So let's 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 break down the Otani thing. Let's let's officially do this, okay? Right. Which we first did actually last February. Right. So let's break it down, okay? From Otani's from the Cubs perspective, it's obvious. If you can get him, you get him. Um from Shohei's perspective, let's try and think for him for a second. I think there's one massive positive, maybe even two massive positives of why he would want to come here. Cause at the end of the day, he's the type of player. He's going to go where he wants. He wants to go to the Mets. going to go unless he wanted to go to Tampa or somebody that couldn't afford him. And I don't think that's the case. Um, he, here's why he would come here. Okay. Number one, he wants to win, right? And the Cubs, if he comes here, are going to be one of the favorites in the National League to go to the World Series. I mean, he's that type of player. If they get a guy like Shohei Otani, and then you'd have to imagine they're not going to stop there, right? Mm -hmm. Second thing, right? Shohei Otani was under-marketed for a lot of his career. And I know he played in a big city, but he played in a big city's little brother, 
Uh, it was right. like he pl he played for the White Sox or, you know, he, he was an angel. And with all due respect to the city of L.A. and it's a great Dodger town, it's not a baseball town. It, it, it's a it's a Lakers town. Right. It's a basketball town. Right. And I understand yeah. Chicago is more of a football town. But when when the Cubs are good, it's a Cubs town. And Chicago is a city that knows how to treat all-time, all-time great players. It's the one positive. It's the one experience they have a lot with. See the basketball team in the 90s or the, or the football team in the 80s. There's a couple pretty good players that played for those teams. Mm -hmm. You can become an icon. You can become a legend in Chicago very, very quickly. See David Ross, for example, who really didn't have yeah. to do that much. Like, imagine the treatment Shohei Otani would get if he had – multiple MVP right. seasons and won a world championship here. You are forever a legend. Mm -hmm. Your legacy is secured. You are, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 years from now, the name Shohei Otani will always ring in Chicago. Those are two huge positives and two huge reasons you come. Big baseball city, Wrigley Field, bright lights, legacy, all that stuff, winning. Here's the problem. It's in the middle of the country. The weather stinks, and you can't yeah. ignore that. And and there's just there, there's a much larger Japanese population in the West Coast, right? Like I I think I think ideally, if he had to pick a team, he'd like to be out west for the weather and the culture and things like that. And I think so. I, you just have to acknowledge that that is a real uh, hiccup in this point because I don't really think Matt and I. I'm sorry, I'm going long. I'll toss it to you for a second in a second I don't really think it, it makes much sense from our perspective to talk about the Cubs part of it like if, if they can get Otani they're going to get him <laughs> if, if he wants as a to baseball come, fit yeah as a baseball fit now listen if he says I want to come to Wrigley give me 650 million okay fine but if it's if it's something that's in the ballpark between you know four and five you know considering the fact that he can't pitch in 2024 and Chicago's on the top of his list the Cubs will make that happen but the the big hurdle is is where does he end up going, and and that the I think it's possible. I just think the geography part of it's a real thing. I'm stoked about this. I, I love all the points you brought up, but you know, saying that they were a part of the list is one thing, and we've had a theory about that going back to last winter. I, I watched the first segment of our episode from this past February, where we said it's a real possibility, and. That's been confirmed in, in recent weeks. But to drop a report about most aggressive, to put that type of adjective on it, um, you know, that type of tag on aggressive, that, that's, that's big time news to me. And even from a generating interest perspective, I am excited. I believe that helps to build goodwill for your organization. The Cubs know what's going on right now. I, I just saw a clip. I mean, my dad's texting me during the show quotes from Carter Hawkins. And I get it. We've we've talked about, you know, what, what these people in position say. Does it really matter? Okay. But the Cubs know they have momentum. Because, Sam, you forgot one name on your list. Craig Council. Right. They have all the momentum in the sport. Yeah. Not the NL Central, not the NL, Major League Baseball, fam. Best manager on the market, check. Best free agent on the market, we're going to be the most aggressive. 
if that actually happens, and of course, we're not going to know the minutia of the pursuit. Wow. <laughs> okay, we're not going to know the details, right? Uh, uh, no, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But Jed Hoyer is going to. And if he is aggressive, I appreciate that. Now, you have said in the past, we have said in the past, well, it's one thing to go after a, a player, but you actually seal the deal. But for the purpose of this player at this moment in time, if that is the plan, I do appreciate that. You went over market size. You went over Wrigley. You went over a team on the rise. But I really think this Hoyer-Council combo with an emphasis on Council really does matter right now. What about any influence from Saya, Sam? Do you do you buy into that at all, or is that just, just coach speak? I think it's one of those things. Excuse me. I, I think it's one of those things, if it happened, that would be a part of it and okay. it would be talked about. But I don't think it's the the, the primary. I, I don't think that's what he's going to really influence his decision. I think it's one of those things where it's like you move into a house and you go, oh, and oh, yeah, there's that. You know what I mean? Okay, like, okay. I think that's what it would probably be. I mean, I I don't know how I, I know Shohei, according to, to what I've heard and and and. This is, I think, pretty public information. I think he's he's much closer friends with actually Lars Newtbar of the Cardinals oh, okay. uh, than he is, say, a Suzuki. So, well, he's you know, not going to the Cardinals. No, right. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, like I said, maybe it's like a perk, but I don't know yeah. how close those guys really are. Um, can I ask you a question? This might be more for a second segment. Sure, sure. Maybe we could tease it and come back to it. Just, yeah, we're, let's keep talking Otani. Let's get to the question, then we'll, we'll go back on just, the other side. Just comment on this. So let, let's just – we're going to play a hypothetical game here, okay? Let's just play a hypothetical sure. game here. Let's get some music for that. Okay. So, Shohei Otani. Let's, let's guess he signs a 10-year, $500 million contract, okay? Is that fair? Absolutely. Okay, let's say Soto signs a 10-year, $400 million extension. Right. Okay. Would you rather have Shohei Otani or Juan Soto on offense and then a, another $100 million pitcher? Let's say like a like a Jordan Montgomery. Would you rather have Juan Soto and Jordan Montgomery for one price that's the same price as Shohei Otani? Let's talk about that right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spent a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want to chat about something a little more personal, whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily meds can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer recently had this to say about Jace, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone, close quote. 
if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. Shohei Otani possibly on the north side. We got into some numbers there on the other side, and I think it's a great question to pose. Please answer that in the comments or send us a tweet, and I'll answer that in a minute. Just in terms of some deal details, Sam, I do think it would be a 10- to 13-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think it's unlikely he signs for, for a single-digit year total, although unlikely. Aaron Judge signed for nine years last winter. And I think Bryce Harper's 13 years is a good ceiling uh, uh, to reference. And it, it's going to take at least 40 mil, uh, 40 M's, excuse me, AAV. So you're saying re- – repeat your question again? So I'm just saying – and again, maybe I'm under. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm you under- want me to do the Otani Soto game? Well, Otani, because what I'm saying is, is Otani's probably going to get about fifty to hundred million more overall than Soto would get in an ex- yeah, in a deal. Yeah. So then I'm saying, would you rather just have Soto and then that, let's say, that leftover, you go get a pitcher? So Soto and a and a, and a, maybe a Montgomery, maybe that's too high. Yeah, or well, or ju- or just Otani. The concern with Otani is just like if one thing gets hurt, you lose two players essentially. You know, right, l- luckily, right. luckily with his elbow, he could still hit. Right. Um, and of course, you obviously can't measure what he does for the organization in terms of marketing, taking the game global, merchandise, things like that. Mm-hmm. But from a baseball standpoint, if you're telling me one, so like again, and I don't, Jordan Montgomery might get like 150 million dollars, and if he gets that, then that. My point doesn't make sense. But if you said Jordan Montgomery and Juan Soto or Otani, I mean, I would probably take the, the former, but because it's just, I know I have, I have one hitter. I have one really good pitcher and they're separate. Um, yes. Yes. Right. But I'm just, I'm just asking hypothetically, cause there's just so many things on the table. Right. Um, and you know, but like I said, I think if, if Shohei Otani made it, you know, if one of his reps called Jed and said, Hey Jed, he wants to come here. He wants, he wants, he wants a, you know, 500 plus 10 plus get it done. The Cubs are going to get it done and no one's going to argue with it. Well, there's two wrinkles to this because you would say right away, well, Otani's two players in one. Right. But he's not in the first year. Now he's not. Right. He's going to miss 24 on the mound. And what I'm hearing, Sam, is he may, when he returns in 25 on the mound, a little reliever, it might be as a closer. Yeah, might be as a closer, which still brings value. Yeah, but not not the money that he's going to be seeking. You can't give and him six hundred no, million. No, you can't. And the plan for him is to be full time DH, like you said, this upcoming year. Yeah. Of course, we know the baseball fit. Cubs need power. Cubs need lefty power. Yeah, well, that that's that would be solved. But I do think that my my instinct would be to say the two players over the one. Yeah, right. that is what my instinct is saying now. What is your instinct saying about the price to pay? If if if, if it was a situation where Otani bought into all the points we're laying out, and his rep said, "Hey, match this deal the Giants are offering, or whoever on the West Coast, right. and we're going to be at Wrigley next week." Is there a number? Yeah, 
that the Cubs shouldn't go over? Ah, that's such a great question. I, right. I don't. That's why I asked it, bro. I don't know the answer. Huh. Uh, I, I think for me, <laughs> considering everything he's going to bring financially, because right. because it's not just a baseball investment with Otani; it's a business investment, huge for, one for Tom and Crane. <laughs> um, and so when you when you put that together, I'd probably say anything under six hundred is feasible and, and, and makes sense. Right. I think if you start going at like sixty million a year annually, no. You know, if, it's, if it's like ten for if he if he if he's seeking ten for six hundred, that's probably where I would draw the line. Yeah, and I I I know this might be some tinfoil hat, but I still do believe there's going to be some collusion this winter. Um, Meaning what? I don't Patrick, think Patrick over- Mo- Patrick Mooney and David Ross getting a stake together seven days a week because he had another scathing headline today. And I, I'm not going to give him any more attention on our show, but Patrick, just know you got an open invitation to come anytime, brother. Wow. It's embarrassing. So you're, just, you're just throwing down. That's embarrassing. This is your first time here. We do a show on the Cubs five days a week, 20 to 30 minutes each weekday. Well, what what do you mean collusion? Well, I don't think they're going to – I think 500 even is – they're not going to – Oh, you mean ownership collusion. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to kind of be specific, dude. So, uh, I was getting to that. (laughs) You interrupted. Um, Okay, sorry. I don't think – I think it's going to be 500 even. Yeah. That's going to win the Otani battle. You think Manfred's going to say something like, if anybody goes over 500, you're in big trouble. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I think that's a good so point. So 10 for 500. No, I'm doing that. I'm doing he, that. Right? There's NBA guys making, you know, Jokic is going to be making 60 million in a couple of years. Really? I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure as heck going to give Otani 50 million a year. I mean that that that'll be I mean that'll be made up for in 2-3 years with the traffic around the ballpark. Crumble Cook you have a line out the door. <laughs> that's right. And and the the, the other wrinkle to this is that he considered the Cubs the first time around. No, it's a great point. Yeah, they were on the short list before he signed with the Angels, and there's only a litany of reasons why he should be here now. Uh, you know, including over the last couple days. So Yeah, no, that's it's he he there, it's no secret that he was very much interested yeah. in joining the Cubs last time around. And uh so obviously there, there there's something about the city that he likes and you know it's it's a very fun thing to think about I mean for you and I individually or or as a team what it would do for our program what well, would change would it yeah you know it would change a lot of things right uh, right well the council thing maybe yeah. has as well yeah no I mean you get a guy like that well, that's like glo- globally famous you know right, overseas right that's huge I mean, we'd have a, a whole new nation of an audience. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Right. To close out, we're going to get to some breaking news. Some news that was just revealed before we pressed record here on a Wednesday yeah. evening. Stay tuned. Christopher Morrell is going to play first base in winter ball, the Dominican Republic. Cubs president Jed Hoyer said Wednesday at the GM meetings, they want to find a home for Morrell, and you heard it here first by both of the hosts of this program that perhaps a test drive in winter ball over at first base would be would be uh, advantageous. 
And sure enough, Sam, Morrell is going to play first when he arrives in the Dominican next week. Yeah, I, I think Christopher Morrell is very likely to be traded this offseason. Um, so so talking about his 2024 uh, prospects is, is interesting, but I do think that this is the right move. Uh, I just I just think the Cubs are in such a win-now mode starting in 2024, yeah. and they take defense so seriously to just throw him out there and say, hey, let's see if he can figure out third. It's I, I just – I, I just haven't seen it. He clearly I just ha- struggles with this. Yeah, I, I I just haven't seen it. And and second base is a lot more, I think, likely. And I saw somebody tweet out that like there's a lot of there's teams lining up for him to play second. Second base is taken on this club. <laughs> and you know, so first base makes the most sense. There's a hole there. He's got power, he's got good instincts, but again, right, you know, you've got to be able to 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 be able to play the position and know when to go after the ball in between first and second. I, I think he'd be pretty good at, you know, digging the ball and scooping the ball because he's got good reflexes. But uh, yeah, I think it's a really smart move because I just don't think the Cubs are in a position where they could have Christopher Morrell be positionless again. If he's on the team, he has to have a position. He has to be above average in it or he shouldn't play. And First base makes the most sense. I mean, where else could he? I just think third base, when you have a gold glove shortstop and a gold glove second baseman, like clearly that's a huge strength of your team. And now you're going to have just a project at third base that just kind of ruins the strength of the other two guys. You know, I think it's too risky. Yeah, I, I agree. So, you know, I think they're telling you that as well. And I. So you think I, he's going to be traded for a major league player, right? I, I just think all the little bit of noise that we've heard with Alonzo or Soto. I just don't see how Christopher Morrell wouldn't be a part of those deals, right? Like the Padres want right. a cheap major leaguer that's young and has upside. Well, there's one of them, right? Like totally. I just think, I just think he's really good. Tra- and it's no disrespect to him. No. But like the Cubs, the Cubs have some pretty good right-handed bats. They have some pop uh, and, and he can't play a position, so it's one of those things that make a lot of sense. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. It wouldn't be popular. You know, Morel's a fan favorite, but we know Jed doesn't really care about that. But I, I do think if you don't trade him, having him grooming him for first base right now is absolutely the right decision. And, and again, I, I fully support it. And it just, again, is just another sign that this team is, is really – looking at 24 seriously they don't want to waste anything there who knows council could have already put in a call dude maybe he could have said hey i know i haven't been introduced yet but morell's not touching third on the, on my club you so never get, know he's at winter ball get him some reps at first let's go totally you know who knows and i'm excited for his intro presser i, I i'm here at monday or tuesday next week oh it's gonna be must see so um yeah very exciting and uh we're gonna keep it locked on all things Cubs here for Friday, Sam. What do we? What are you? What are we thinking? Uh, Cody Bellinger contract projections, sure, and some other uh, possible targets as well. Can we talk about council? And uh, well, we've talked about him a lot. Yeah, absolutely, we can. I'm gonna get a short sleeve hoodie. We can, oh, absolutely. Whatever he's wearing, yeah. Once it starts to you know warm up, right? I'll be I'll be purchasing that. And he won't, you know, he's, he's I, have gonna, to, I have to say that he's not going to be worried about, you know, coffee or seeds and stuff. Thank you so much for <laughs> checking out this edition of Locked On Cubs. You give us 20 seriously. to 30 minutes and we'll give you all things Cubs. With no the gestures at former players.
Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube as we make the push to 7,000 subs. Winning only. Smash the like button to support us. And shout out to the audio peeps on Apple, Spotify, Sirius XM, and more. Sometimes I wonder if this is your first time here. Like, what what, what do people think of the show? Well, Please comment they, if you're an everyday. Like if it's your first time here, you're probably not a fan, and that's okay. Go come. Comment if you're an everyday or comment. Be the first comment. Let us know you're first. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.